Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. Welcome to another episode of Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. We are very privileged to have on our episode today, Lindia and Jean from Twisted Paranormal. Thank you guys so much for being on and welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I've got to let the listeners in a little bit. Um, we, we've been kidding around before we started this call just a little bit. Uh, so if, if I get the case of the giggles, just know that it's their fault and not mine. Just <laughs> <laughs> blame it all on me. Everybody else <laughs> Tell me a little bit about Twisted Paranormal. What's that all about? Twisted Paranormal um, is a paranormal team that stretches in, uh, all the way from Texas all the way up to Alabama. Um, we have members in Indiana, you know, and of course, Mississippi, you know, as well. And, um, and what we do is, um, we take, you know, not only, you know, people that have never really, you know, they're, they're interested in paranormal. They got a good heart and a good mind on their shoulders. Um, Lydia is phenomenal at, you know, at training those folks. Um, and then we, you know, we go out and we set up, you know, what we call safe events, you know, for them to, you know, not only to attend, but also, you know, for the public, you know, as well. We also have um, a lot of resources on our websites, you know, that have even bigger haunts, you know, on top of that. And we also hold public events, you know, at the bigger haunts, you know, on top of that. Uh, From time to time, uh, we have a production, my production company, Strike Fast Studio, also handles a lot of the filming and stuff like that as well. Um, We just got finished filming um, over there at the number one most haunted house, Haunted Hill House. One of my favorite places. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the number one in America, and that is no joke. Yeah. I mean, that house is no joke. Um, but yeah, we, we just got finished doing the house. It, we're, we're, we're calling it the house that goes through hell. And I mean, that house literally goes through hell and takes you along for the ride. Yeah, we've stayed there a few times now. and Yeah, it's, it's and yeah, never a dull just, moment. Yeah, it's never dull. <laughs> No, it is not. <laughs> did did y'all actually stay there? Yes, yes. We we started out with thirteen uh, investigators, and by the third day, three of us remained. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, it is you know. definitely one of my favorite places to go to. Uh, it's my go-to place. I mean, I, I yet have to find another place I'd even. Com- Hairs to it because it's such a unique house. It seems to me that there's uh, so many different spirits there, active, overlapping from different times and and for different reasons. That, like I said, never a dull moment. I was serious when I said that because it's always just active. It is. It is absolutely. What What was one of the uh, most bizarre experiences that y'all had over there? <laughs> well. Let's go down oh, the list. So, oh my God, what do you consider bizarre? <laughs> Let's start with that. Well, first off, <laughs> when we go into an investigation, basically we're not there to provoke. We're not there to taunt. We're not there right. to antagonize. We're there to discover. We're there to learn, and we're there to help if we can. And you know that's kind of our our base uh, methodology of going in. Right. And so we always ask the house. Uh, any house that has a, a history of scratching, pushing, holding people down in bed against their will, um, concussing people over the head with unseen objects, you know, all those 
horror stories we hear about, we always respectfully ask that, you know, we're not here for that, guys. We're here to help. We're here to learn um, and discover. And so we do that there, too. And so luckily, we haven't been scratched. We haven't been, we've been poked. I get poked quite a bit. Cecilia gets poked, usually in the kidneys. Um, but, I've, I've you know, had Maddie tug on my arm quite a few times. Too. Yeah, yeah. But so, but luckily, we haven't had any, like, violent, uh, harmful things happen. But I would say, I don't get spooked easily on investigations, but I have been spooked twice at that location. <laughs> 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 and uh, I went upstairs in the wee hours of the morning in the pitch dark uh, the first time to place some equipment for uh, a test we were doing, basically conducting. And I went up alone and uh, a voice hissed out of the back corner of Elizabeth's room. Elizabeth's room. Elizabeth's room? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what mm-hmm. that's called. You go up the steps and do a 180. And walked to the west yep. of the house. Yeah, that room. And it was pitch dark. There were no lights on in there. I had my equipment in my hands. I knew where I was going to put it. And as I approached the doorway, um, something uttered a guttural sound from the back corner of the room. And uh, you can see me on the closed circuit just flinch. And uh, I placed the equipment, kind of looking over my he, shoulder. He and did what he was it, supposed to do. <laughs> hightailed it down out of there. <clears throat> and then... <laughs> Later went up to collect it even quicker. That was the first time. And then the second time we actually had uh, a female voice that another teammate of ours and I. And she will never go back to that house again. Cecilia went downstairs to fetch some other equipment that we uh, meant to bring up the first time. And she was already way downstairs and out of earshot back at the base of operations. And uh, Carmen and I both heard this female voice basically hiss, get out. And right. you can see me. It was me. a warning. Yeah, you can see me on the closed circuit, but there's no audio on that. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't capture mm-hmm. it with any of our video equipment because we weren't rolling yet. So, But you can see the reaction, and you can see us talking back and forth right. like, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that was kind of spooky. Well, see, you know, uh, we, we were in the kitchen. We were, we were actually out there over the New Year's Eve holidays. Um, you know, filming, you know, the house that goes through hell. And um, and on their DVR, Lindy is sitting down in the kitchen. And Lindy, do you want to tell them what happened? What, when the cat flew? Or, or yeah. the... Yeah, which? Or, <laughs> Pick one. Or wait, wait, which, which experience? Yeah. Uh, so much happened during our filming. Okay, well, this is the minor <laughs> one. So, you know, we're taking a little break in the kitchen and... Uh, I'm sitting in the kitchen talking to Kathy and one of our other paranormal investigators and snacking, you know, kind of pre-gaming before New Year's countdown, you know, and, uh, plenty of snacks. Oh yeah. The, 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 there was a, a set of plastic cups and bowls behind me on the kitchen counter over by the microwave and the DVR is rolling and you can literally see this cup lift out of the bowl and fly right towards me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yep. we, we caught it on film. We caught it on camera. Not sure a, did. That's incredible. No, no, nobody was there behind me. You know, we're all totally oblivious until that oh. cut hit the back of my chair. I oh, mean, wow. And that was Jacob. Then- that, that was one of the ch- children there. He loves to play with me. And, you know, and that's, his, that's his way of getting my attention to let, him, let me know that he 
wanted some attention. <laughs> yeah. So that that was one of the experiences. Um, as far as the growl, I get them frequently. Uh, Sarah's room is my nemesis room. That that is the room. I'm I don't scare very easy either. But something about that room. You know, everybody everybody focuses on Toby's room. That's yes. the scary yeah. room now. Yep. No, I, I find Sarah's room to be the scary part of the house. I, I always have. You know, I I literally one day the the portal box had literally called out my name, Lindia. You know, I, I don't have a very common name, no. so you know. So for it to just clearly and it does it all the time. They know me by name there because <laughs> I go there so much. But it said, Lindia, so I go, what? And it goes, Sarah. So I figured he wanted me to go to Sarah's room. So as soon as I turned the corner from the staircase and I started heading towards our room, I had that, the, the walls literally vibrated with, with the guttural hiss growl thing. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, I felt it in the floorboards. It was so loud. Wow. And right, right when I was uh, going through the doorway, Toby's face popped out right in front of me. I could visually see his warped, evil little face in front of me. Was he in the room? Yes, he was in the room. Okay. And and so I said, okay, I got your message. I turned back <laughs> around <laughs> and continued down the stairs. I was like, I don't know if I want to stay any longer, you know? I mean, to, to be able to witness something, come face-to-face with something like that. I mean, that was one of the first experiences I got to see his face up close with my own eyes. I've taken pictures. I was going to say, usually it's captured in photographs, but it's it's yeah. very rare, if, if unheard of, that you can actually see him with your own two eyes. Actually, you know, what, there, there's a few of us that go to Haunted Hill House that those spirits in that house love to target us. Right. So Kathy likes to use us as bait. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I liked her. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Kathy Ellis, yes. We had two, you know, two of our investigators. Unfortunately, you know, the the reason why two of them had to leave was because of a possible demonic possession um, that was that was occurring on both of them, and um, and they had to to get off the property and um, and keep walking about halfway through the vacant lot that's across the street before it was able to to release them. Um, you know, that was you know, that was pretty intense. But like I said, you know, the the house is definitely no joke. I mean it, it the the entity showed its face, um, I believe on New Year's Eve. Uh, it was either on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, but I think I wanna say it was on New Year's Eve that it that it did that upstairs. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty unflappable when it comes to this stuff. Not much really scares me. Uh-huh. Right. But I think if I came face to face with Toby, I might change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the extent of how much I've actually investigated this place, the time I put in it, there's a lot more than just Toby that's menacing there. I mean. Right. It's literally a portal to hell, honestly. I mean, it, it, as far as me and Sonny, which is Kathy's husband, have discovered so far, there's at least four dark entities there. Is that what got you guys over there to, to do the documentary? I mean, what prompted that? Well, 
I I brought it up to Gene because I was saying, Gene, you're just not going to get over this activity that happens at this house. This would be a great place to do a documentary and really, really show people actual footage, non-touched, non-rehearsed, you know, raw footage of what goes on in this house. Right. You know, and uh, and based on science, based on, you know, we, 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 you know, if there was something that happened, we sat there and we went through every scenario to be sure that that was actual evidence before, you know, we included it into the film because sure. we, don't, we don't want anything fake, Correct. period. Right, right. Correct. And there, there's enough at that house that... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need embellishment it at all. It doesn't need any no. kind of embellishment. No, no. Exactly. That, house, that house will perform for you time and time again, as long as you respect that house. Right. Yeah. I've, I've seen people go in there and not get a thing. Maybe a little knock or something. <laughs> but. The thing about this house, when she approached me you know, to do it, um, I was like, awesome, you know? And um, and I have to say, I mean, I was extremely impressed. I mean, you know, I there, you know, I've done paranormal for many, many, many years, but there were some things in that house that was definitely new to me that I had I had heard, but I'd never seen or experienced, you know, myself. Um, but the, the documentary is not really about the history per se; it's more about showing, you know, this is what is going on in this house, and this is what's happening you know, to, you know, two people, you know, that go in this house. Um, and we felt, you know, that it was a wonderful way to, you know, to tell that story. Because so many people, from my understanding, have done, you know, like uh, little documentaries, little films here and there about the history. You know, they've had it checked out, you know, inside and out, you know, by different electricians, plumbers, right. you know, and things of that nature. Um, so I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. You know, I wanted to really show, you know, put together something that was really high-end, really nice um, to show people, you know, this is this is what it takes, really, <laughs> you know, not only to protect yourself, but also to have your mindset as well before you even walk through that door. Yes, if absolutely. Not, well, you'll definitely be going on a ride with it <laughs> if you don't. I'm going to apologize to our teammate for calling her out on this, but um, <laughs> I just, no, I, I think it's a, this is important. What Gene just said is really important. Not just for this house, but in investigations in, in general. general. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. When my teammates showed up, we we had Haunted Hill House for a couple of days, consecutive days in November, and John and I went up there for about a day and a half with just us, and <laughs> mucked mm-hmm. around the house and got toyed with and toyed back and things like that. Um, but our teammate showed up later, and she she had had a like. You know, she had a bad day, and she was having a rough time and something. Long drive. Long drive. And I told her, sitting in the kitchen, we're going to go upstairs, and we're going to do an experiment upstairs. You need to leave all of this here. You cannot bring it up with you. Right. Um, And I think, and we went upstairs, and we set up to to do our session. (laughs) Not for lack of trying. (laughs) And I, I said it to her again. She needed to let that go. And it was just, you know, it's just a rough day for her. You know, it's just one of those days you just have a day where you just give me a drink kind of day. Bunch of emotional stuff. Bunch of yeah. emotional yeah. stuff. And I don't think she could let go of it. And mm-hmm. the house waited till I went downstairs to oh, yeah. to target her when I was when I was out of because mm-hmm. the house and I, 
I like to say we have an understanding. I know that thing can bite you. <laughs> I know that house will bite you whenever it feels like it, but yep. we kind of have an understanding that I don't play that way. Um, mm-hmm. But it did. It waited till I was out of earshot and went after her and freaked her out and then right. tormented her, pretty much tormented her the whole night. She was touched. She was poked. She was whispered at. There was somebody in her face when she was trying to sleep. Um, so, yeah, it's right. really, really important. Your mindset is super important when you're on an investigation because entities can pick that up and they're going to manipulate it for their for their own purposes. They can. 100%. It, you know, like I said, you know, even even I underestimated this house, you know, before going over there. And, uh, and I, I had to step off the property. Once I started seeing, you know, the activity for what it was, I had to get off the property there for a bit. And, and recollect myself and be like, okay, this is definitely a level five, you know, haunt, you know, the highest you can get. Um, this house is definitely no joke. This is the real deal. And I had to really mentally prepare myself before I went back in. And, um, and when I did that, I could see, you know, you know, it wasn't really messing with me. I mean, a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, like I, I would, I would smell like this awful smell, and um, and then it would go away from me very, very quickly. And there's no, you know, where I was, I was standing, I was right there in what's called the scratcher's room. Yep. And for for the listeners that don't know what that is, um, this room has over 800 plus documentations of people getting scratched in that room. But I, I had just opened up the door, and I was standing in the doorway, and I smelt this. It, it, you know, some people could get it confused with like sewage, but it, it was very distinct. It smelled like bad breath multiplied by a hundred times, um, and it was like up above me, you know. So I could tell that whatever it was stood probably at least six, maybe six and a half feet tall, you know, looking down at me, and then it it went away, you know, really quick. And then there was another instance where um I was I was trying to go to sleep and when I closed my eyes I could see these hooded figures walking into the room that I was in. I think I was I was in a Jacob's room, if I remember correctly. But when I would open up my eyes, I wouldn't see them. I would only see them when I closed my eyes. I could see the room and uh, and I could see just these silhouettes of these shadow looking figures walking in and talking. And it was very interesting when I when I brought it to uh, to Kathy, who's the owner, brought it to her attention, and I was talking to her about it. She told me a little bit more about that room, and that's when things really made a lot more sense at that point. What other experiences did you have in there, Jean? Because you guys were there for for like a week, right? Well, I was there. I was there for five days, and they were there for three days. Right. Okay. I literally showed up before they did because uh, I was trying to get some stuff done and setting up and doing some shopping for the New Year's event and everything. But Wait, you stayed um, there alone? You stayed overnight alone? Oh. Oh, I stayed in the trailer with Kathy and Sonny <laughs> when I just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Smart girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. tell them about- but no, I do. I do plan eventually to be a lone, a lone she wolf. Do a lone she wolf event there by myself, and you know, have people out in the trailer and monitor me from afar, right? Just in case something but does go awry. Yes. But, yes, but I do plan right. on doing that eventually. Yeah, and Kathy and Sonny are really good about about keeping an eye on you. Yeah, when you're there, yes. because um, 
when the last time we were there was just before Thanksgiving, and when Carmen and John were experiencing the the growling and the get out, and, and I think it was a couple of times that, that they heard it, Kathy was messaging me, <laughs> you guys okay? Are you guys okay? Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm like, I'm it. like, I'm in the kitchen getting <laughs> getting equipment. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she was downstairs totally in another zone. Right. <laughs> and Kathy's like, are y'all all right? <laughs> <laughs> So, gee, you come after a couple of days. You, you leave this this poor, defenseless, sweet gal to fend for herself, and then you come, <laughs> then you bring the crew. Was, then you bring the cavalry. Yeah. Was, was this the first time that you you encountered this house? Was this the first time you walked into this place? Yes, um, it's the first and only time that I've ever been there. Um, Wendy has you know has told me about it you know several times. And um, we finally, you know, scheduled a date, you know, to come down there, you know, and, and check it out. And I was extremely impressed, you know, with it. And I can definitely see why, you know, why it's the number one across America. You know, there's other houses, you know, that they claim were number ones and all that. But, you know, I, I, the more I have talked to people, you know, about it and, and compared some notes, it's, it's in my opinion that this one is definitely deserves the title. It is definitely just no joke. I mean, like, you know, one one of the biggest experiences without, you know, dropping names or, or anything like that, um, it was uh, one of our investigators. I was speaking to them. It was on New Year's Eve night. Um, I was speaking to them, and there was not a lot of emotion, you know, and, and, and I asked the person, significant other, you know, to, you know, to check on them because they weren't acting right. Maybe they didn't feel well. You know, but they definitely wasn't acting right. But then I noticed that that person wasn't really acting their self either. Uh. And uh, you know, but I, it just didn't—it just didn't really dawn on me. You know, at the time, again, you know, this was like probably about one o'clock in the morning. You know, at this point. So the very next day, on New Year's Day, we're we're sitting, we're all sitting down, and we're fixing to get started. You know, with the interview scenes and stuff like that. And uh, you know, before we start, you know, more investigating. And that's when I noticed the person not blinking at all. Oh, like wow. There was, like, it was just a vessel with nobody home. My okay? gosh. And I shined, I shined a very bright light directly into this person's eyes, and there was absolutely no response. At that point, I didn't know if this person was having a seizure uh, or if it was a demonic possessed. And so I asked uh, the person's significant other, if this, you know, if this person has a history of seizures, they told me no. And I said, then it's got to be a demonic possessed. And that's when, the, that's when I asked someone to go get Lydia. Because at that time, back when I was filming, I had a really bad back. And I had thrown my back out, so there was no way I could lift this person up, you know, to get them out of the house. So finally, uh, some folks, you know, got over there. We got the person out of the house. And this person, there's like a, you know, a little bench, you know, on, on the back, you know, of the, of the house there. Uh, this person sat down, you know, just plopped right down in it. And, you know, and by that time, everybody was, you know, was standing out there, you know, and, and they started praying. And and uh, somebody had, had put anointment oil uh, on the person. I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember who did that. Me. But, that was um, me. Okay. I, that was me anointing um, her and praying over her and... Right. Clear her. And um, you know, at that point, you know, I, I had um, my hand was on was on the top of their head, and I had their head held back, 
looking up and you don't ever want them to be looking down, you know, or anything like that. Right. Um, and I, you know, and I just constantly said, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever is in there, you have got to go. You are being rejected, you know, and, and just, you know, different things of that nature. Um, and then, uh, Kathy, you know, finally came out there and it was like, you know, let's go ahead and get this person off the property. And I, you know, I was like, absolutely, you know. But, you know, but this person finally started, when, especially when Wendy hit the person with the anointment oil, uh, that's when this person started really coming to life. You know, very profanity, a lot of profanity, did not want to leave the property, very animated at that point. Huh. Now, keep in mind, this, this person was not animated at all, like there was nobody there until that happened. And then once the person, you know, got down there at the end of the driveway, I told him, I said, keep walking them across until they start coughing or throwing up. And so that's when they walked them across uh, you know, that, that vacant lot um, about halfway, and that's when they started, you know, that's when the person started uh, reacting and was like, where are we at and why am I here, you know? Mm. Um, but the person's significant other was also out there. And by this time, I was already back up, and I, and, uh, and people were asking me, you know, an update on it, and I was talking to them, and then it dawned on me, that person wasn't acting right either. And I was like, well, holy crap. And um, that person could also be under a possessed as well. So that's when I immediately ran back out, and uh, one of our other investigators, by the name of Pete, I kept calling for him, and he ran back up. And uh, keep in mind, I still have a bad back, you know, and, and I've got a back brace on and all that, and I'm trying to get over there to him. And I said, that person, and I'm calling them by their name, and I said, you need to get with them because they may be under one as well. Um, and I was always I was always told that, uh, that it's called an angel of light. You know, some other, you know, demonologists and investigators call it by, you know, possibly other names. But that's just the way that I was trained. And uh, basically what that is, is a possession that they're in, they're pretty much in more control. You know, they, they're in the body, they've already possessed it, um, you know, and they're, they're pretty much, you know, they can respond to you, they can maul, they can talk, you know, et cetera. And those are actually the most dangerous ones yeah. because they can be that versus, you know, versus the other one. And that's the reason why they're called the angels of light, um, which is what I was told. Now that could be incorrect, but uh, but that's just you know that's how I was trained on that. Um, but that's uh, it, it was it was definitely a pretty intense moment. Um, and of course, you know they they were both of them uh, were fine. You know we we continued to you know to touch base with them. You know for for several weeks afterwards, you know, and, and they're fine. Okay. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I continued after after they left the, the event. I continued to work with them extremely closely daily, doing spiritual work with them, trying to, you know, get them to talk about what happened, trying to teach them ways of disconnecting for the, from that location, period, because they wanted to go back immediately. And it's just the, one of the worst things you can possibly do when you get a possession or a, a severe attachment is to return to that location before you've even healed your mind from this. Yeah, this yeah. is not the time to climb back up on the horse. Yeah, 
No, right. not at all. Right. So I worked really, really close. I mean, uh, the, these two are very near and dear. They, I, I'm, I've been mentoring them since last year. Uh, and that's what I do. I mentor and teach and train the future of the paranormal investigators that are coming up because they need to be trained properly. Just as a matter of curiosity, what age group are they in? Uh, they're, uh, one of them is early 40s and one's in mid-20s. Okay, thanks. Well, that was an odd question. Yeah, it's okay. I just wonder if he's um, going to elaborate on it. <laughs> right, right. No, just, just a thought, a question. Just curious. Okay. Yeah, and you know, a lot of lot of these kids, a lot of these kids that I mentor, you know, and I call them a lot all kids because I am considerably older than they are, but um, they're all adults. But a lot of them do have troubled lives, or you know, or go through depression or stuff like that. And I, I help work with work with them to boost their morale and and their spirit and raise their vibrational level. And, you know, I try to do yeah. everything possible to, to keep them safe through any of this. I mean, if this is something they really want to pursue, they're going to get trained properly how to protect themselves, how to ground themselves. Absolutely. How, how to understand what's going on around them. Because one thing about going into a location like that, you know, especially a, a demonic location, is that, you know, things like that are going to look at every weakness that you possibly have, whether it's depression or, or some other type of, you know, mental illness. They're going to do whatever they can to attach on and to latch on to that yeah. in order to break it down. Any kind of past traumas in your life that, that might uh, open up a weakness, yeah. yeah. Correct, and, um, you know, and, that, and that's an entry, you know, level, you know, right there. You know, so with, with any type of, you know, paranormal investigator, India does a fantastic job, you know, at it. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, very fortunate, you know, that it was not a severe, you know, case, yes. you know, that happened, you know, to both of them. Um, I mean, it, it could have went south real quick, you know, but, but we're, you know, but I was really, really thankful, you know, that we had, you know, the support there, you know, and, and Lenny and I both, you know, have a lot of experience, you know, with it as well. And so we're just, you know, very thankful, you know, that we were able to, to help, you know, along with uh, Kathy and Sonny, you know, as well, too, and everybody else, you know, to make sure that these two individuals, you know, were fine. And that's a, a bit of a cautionary tale, and I'm glad you shared that that piece of the story, because this is not a place for newbies. It's not a place for <laughs> we, We've playing. seen what happens when newbies not, go play. Yeah, it's it's not a place to go in there and and act like you're on, and I don't want to name names, but act like you're right. a, a a TV show, a TV show, and provoke. Yeah, right. <laughs> Any of the many TV yep. shows that provoke, because this place is going to hit you back, and it's going to hit you back pretty hard. It's going to hit you back hard. Have exactly. you all seen yeah. the the videos of the young newbie groups that go in there all gung ho and macho and? <laughs> Uh, end up nearly ripping the null post out of the banister on their way to to climb over each other yes. to run out of the house screaming. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, actually, we have a TikTok channel. Uh, one of my very good friends uh, and friends of Kathy has a TikTok channel. Her name is Martha Decker. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, she she literally has created a TikTok channel specifically for those groups of people who want to go in there <laughs> and, and provoke. I love and, it. And 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 challenge these spirits. And we get we get them on the DVR camera, yeah. <laughs> literally like falling down the stairs trying to get out of the house, crawling over each other. Right. That, I think I mean, that's yeah, one you know, of my favorite I, ones. They are, you know, and, and I don't recommend anybody. No movie. You know, going into any type of location like that without bringing someone that is extremely experienced, yep. you know, good advice. Uh, to help them, you know, um, you know, because I mean, they, they need to be trained, you know, as well, but you know, but they, you know, newbies definitely need to experience it. However, not on their own. They need to be with somebody, you know, that is, that is experienced, uh, especially with that particular location, whether it's Haunted Hill House or whatever location that a newbie wants to you know, investigate, they need to bring an experienced investigator that has experience with that location so that if something goes wrong, that experienced investigator can step up to the plate and they know what to do. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. They, I, I will tell you that no matter where we go, whether we're tromping around in a cemetery or we're going someplace like that, or we're traveling across the country, um, protecting my team and protecting the people with us, that's my number one thing. Absolutely. And it's, it's something I try to drill into people. This is what you need to do to, to protect yourself. This is the attitude you need to have. This is you need to right. listen. When we tell you something, you need to do it without question kind of thing. And I don't mean to sound like a, a drill sergeant, but at the same time. If she's telling you something like that, you need to listen. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 100% on that, you know, and. That's why I chose to start hosting events and, you know, instead of people going to these extreme haunts on their own, I'll host an event and give everybody an opportunity. I do this nationwide um, and I give them an opportunity to come out with me so I can give them that, the knowledge and the protection and, and be sure I'm right there to try to protect them and I'll, I'll have a team with me to help as well. But, you know, it, it's just too dangerous, you know, to uh, go into locations like that with absolutely zero experience. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't be an entertainment kind of deal. It should be no. a learning experience, period. Yeah. You know, um, and unfortunately, because of TV, it's turned into an entertainment thing, and people don't realize how extremely dangerous this is. Well, well said. <laughs> Yeah, definitely well said. Absolutely. Definitely well said. You know, and, and see, when when um, when we finally was able to, you know, to go ahead, you know, and get checked out, um, I, I was I was uh, telling my wife, I said, you know, I said, uh, we got about an eight and a half hour drive back. I said, why don't we go through Dallas and Fort Worth? I hear that uh, Bonnie and Claude and, uh, are, are buried out that way. So we stopped by and visited both of their graves, which leads us to, um, to this upcoming Saturday's event because we're going to be out there at the Bonnie and Clyde Ambush Museum along with the kill site, you know, where they got ambushed. So I thought that it would be neat since I was already out in that way, you know, to go ahead and, and uh, spend a little bit of time, you know, out there with the grave sites. Are either of you, um, I think of the right word here, sensitive? You pick things up when you walk into a place? I do. I, yeah, I, 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 I very much am. Um, I, I don't mark myself as a medium or a psychic 
but I do have the capabilities of doing it. I mean, Jean's witnessed me <laughs> do it, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I don't like labels. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm very, very much sensitive and uh, very in tune with a lot of things. Yeah, it, it kind of rolls off you. I can pick it up from here, to be honest with you. Yeah, it... <laughs> Empathic. Yeah, um, I, I'm empathic, I'm intuitive, I, 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 if anything, I call myself a knower and seer, if I was to give myself a label, because I can walk into a location and just automatically know everything that's gone in in that house, and I go into a location blind, and literally talk about the, the whole property, with, with at ease and never been there before. You know, it, it's it's weird, and it comes in bursts. You know, it doesn't always work at every location, but it's just whenever, you know, I don't ever choose uh, what comes to me. It just comes to me, and I just respond. And do you find that helpful when you're doing an investigation? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. Well, I, I find it very helpful <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, sometimes extremely helpful, you know, um, working on a couple cold cases or something like that, that it comes, it's very helpful. Sometimes what comes through is stuff that I really don't want to come through, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and I mean, like like me, it becomes really menacing and humbling sometimes. I mean, I'm such a gentleman, Lindy, it definitely has to go first. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! That sounds a little familiar, John. Chivalry is not dead, is it? <laughs> That's right. John does that to me. He's like, "Here, go walk through." Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get this camera set up and going. And <laughs> John's like, "You go, you go on, on ahead. <laughs> I'm right behind you." I- I am like you. Right. <laughs> I am like you, Lindy. I can walk into a place and and I just I get hit with so much if I'm not. Oh yeah. Uh, unless I have like uh, my St. Michael's medal on or something to block it a bit, I get hit with a yeah. lot. We usually don't like to go in with any protections at first. Um, yeah. Because we don't want to deaden any of that. And right. 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 I am not a sensitive by any means. Cecilia is much more of a sensitive than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm maybe a less than a tenth of the sensitive that she is, but I, as a dullard, I kind of pick up on things if they're (laughs) really super, you know, powerful or profound, but Cecilia picks up on much more than I do. But I still, that being said, I don't want to wear any protections or any wards or anything that's going to further dull my already dull (laughs) sensory (laughs) <laughs> You're not there, there's, there's a reason I brought all this up because when we were last at the Haunted Hill House mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. and I was explaining to our teammate about leaving all that energy downstairs and not bringing it upstairs <laughs> uh, there was a reason and it was because I had been upstairs by myself earlier in the day and I could feel I could, I could feel the energy up there just building right so I was trying to trying to to protect her, um, but when I say that to people, they just look at me like I'm weird. Uh, it turns out that there was a nasty thunderstorm that night. Oh, huge <laughs> electrical storm! Tornadoes, oh, yeah. tornadoes, everything. It was and, like okay. Oh wow! I think that really stirred up the energy. Yeah, um, it, it was, was profound. Right. The oh, electrical yeah. energy in the atmosphere. It, it was a reasonably quiet day, 
you know, just the usual knocks and things falling over and stuff. But by by early evening, it yeah, it just it got oppressive. It right when when the oppressive. three of us were all together and we got set up to start doing some stuff, that's when that rolled over, and it was uh, horizon to horizon lightning. Cloud to cloud lightning, like you can't even believe. I have it on video. Yeah. It's incredible. And, and I will say, oh, wow. you know, well, my bucket list was to investigate a haunted place during a thunderstorm. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that one. Check. Yeah. Not that place. Check, Mark. Got the T-shirt on that one. I yeah. do actually. Um, I do actually got a T-shirt now. Right. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so here here was our experience. You know, I've done the 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 thunderstorms. At Haunted Hill House, which is phenomenal. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> uh, on on New Year's Eve, we got a snowstorm. Oh yeah, it that's snowed right. on New Year's Eve, and let me tell you this: I don't know what it was, but it definitely amped up everything that happened in that house. Right. <laughs> um, it, it, it the house was definitely charged up. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. I mean, gut old growls all night long. Wow. People getting poked and pinched and uh, poltergeist activity. You know, I have a actual video of I was in the axe room, and I, I was going to get some of my relics that I make, my black salt relics for protection. I was going to give them to my team to go put in their cars for later. And the front door just clicks open, opens all the way mm-hmm. up, and closes all the way back and latches. And I caught it on film. Which door? Oh, awesome, the front uh, door. The, the front door that everybody goes out to go to stand yep. on the porch to smoke. Yeah, yeah, I'm a smoker. I do that. So that door opened and yes. closed by itself? The, yeah. Correct. You have, to lift, it on film. you have to lift yes. it up so hard off the hinges, off yes. the threshold, because it's sagging. Yep. I mean, it, yes. takes a, it takes yes. a mammoth amount of strength to operate that door. It does. Right. And for that to open all the way up. Oh, and, my and then gosh. And it closes all the way back and latches Oh, back. my it, it, gosh. Yes. And even the door over, you know, upstairs, you know, and, um, and uh, I'm trying to remember the little boy's name. Joshua's room. Joshua. 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 Yeah, Joshua. Uh, in Joshua's room, you know, the little there's like that little bitty door, you know, that leads into the crawl space. Yes. Yeah. Um, we saw that door on the DVR. We saw that door on the DVR literally open as if something came out and, and then closed right behind itself. it. Wow. Correct. Yeah. Now we had set a, a little ghost trap back there you know, where his actual room is, you know, because you have to go through the crawl space in order to get, you know, into that particular room. Well, we, we had put some powder, we had put a uh, a little tennis ball, you know, with a dime on the top of it, you know. When we came back, the dime was knocked off. Oh, wow. Wow. Because right after we saw that, there was something opening up the door and then closing it. We immediately went up there. And then we went back there, and that's, that's when we saw that it had been knocked off. Also, in, in the carousel room, I set up a little experiment trap. You know, I took a bunch of, you know, Hot Wheels cars. I sprinkled a bunch of baby powder down. I laid them all in a circle, 
turned off the light. We went and investigated everything, and we went back in the room, and all the cars had moved. You could see the little trails of cars. Nobody was in that room. <laughs> that is so cool. Little yeah. tire tracks. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> did you guys get that on video? No, that one we did not, because it was just out of position from the DVR cam. Yeah. What, did you get still photos of the before and after? Yes. Okay. Cool. I believe so, yeah. But, but, no, but anybody, you know, I mean, to, to post that, everybody could say, well, any, you know, since there's still photos, you could have just easily moved that. And, well, that's and, true. you know, they, nobody's going to believe those pictures. Yep. They, you know, unless they could actually see it move themselves. People so are that's so why fickle. I don't ever post things like that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Right. Well, you know what I learned about that house in particular and haunted locations in general? Is everything will happen just off a of camera? Oh, absolutely. Or, or all of a sudden, yep. all five of your cameras we'll all stop. at once will stop working. And then everything yep. happens. When you're trying <laughs> to do a Facebook Live, and then things will, yep. will fall and crash and move. Oh, and- but Lord forbid you voluntarily turn off your recording equipment, because then that's when it's mm-hmm. going to happen, too. Yeah, but that, well, that house in particular does not like video cameras at all. No, no, it don't. Any of my electronics, they get drained automatically if I touch them. So I always have to divvy up my <laughs> electronics with everybody else to hold them. Oh, you're you're me. like you're, you're like and, one of the people that can't wear a watch reliably. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. That that, that see, we had um, an individual that had went into you know what's called the portal room, and um, and I, I had already told him you know don't go back in there because they had already been in there earlier in the day. Nothing, you know, there was nothing, you know, that was obtained from that, but they decided to go back into that room later, later in the afternoon. And, uh, actually it was like early in the morning, um, like around, I think it was around one o'clock in the morning, give or take. But, uh, but they went back in there and there was uh, four other people that was, that was outside, you know, the portal room. And all of a sudden, a, you know, it was like a banshee or something. They they heard this banshee like cry or noise, and uh, and the guy got either he, you know, and, and I'm still uh, and I'm I'm still looking at this footage, trying to figure out did he actually get thrown out or did he just fall out? I mean that you know, my, the, the the jury has not made up its mind yet on that, but yeah. you know, I mean, if you look at it. If you look at it, it looks like he got thrown completely out. But if you look at it from a different perspective, you know, it, it's po- you know, it is possible that, that he could have just, you know, fell out the door. But either which way, it was of great force. And, um, and you could tell that when the door, you know, when, when he came through the door, he was trying to catch himself. Now, what, you know, th- there's a video of it that's floating around on Facebook right now. And that was, uh, the, the Haunted Hill House is, you know, DVR system that caught that. But we also had DVRs that were set up on the inside, uh, and we actually are going to show you in the house that goes through hell what happened in that room. Awesome. Um, what made him do what he did. And um, so all of that's going to be included. Yeah, we decided to conduct our own experiment because, you know, there's, there's never been a DVR in that room. Mm-mm inside the room itself so right. we we had we, we hooked our own up in there just to see if you know we can pick up 
an image on that mirror or, you know, see if anything would appear behind that chair or, you know, anything like that. Right. And right when he stood up, after he heard that loud banshee cry, there was like a horse-shaped-looking anomaly that was floating around in front of him, which was very unusual, you know. Like I said, the jury's still out on what truly happened in there, but we're 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 getting to the bottom of it. Right. We're going back in a, in a little in a, like a couple months, so we're taking notes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in March, you know, because you know, ever since uh, we released that, we were doing this documentary for the house that goes through hell. A lot of people have been reaching out to me and, and asking me, hey, you know, would you please host an event? I want to go, but I don't have the guts to go by myself. So I went ahead and set up two days for an event coming March 18th and 19th and having people come out and investigate with me at the house to, you know, teach them and show them the ropes and help them understand what they're experiencing. and how to deal with everything. So can you can you send me the, the link so people can buy tickets if they want? And I'll make sure it's included in Absolutely. the show notes. Absolutely. There's only, there's only four tickets left, so I'll be glad to send you the link. You can actually go to twistedparanormal.com and search for the event. And we have other events and podcasts and, and all kinds of neat little tools that you can search on there, you know, if you need psychic help or, you know, break a or you know you could also utilize that but yeah twistedparanormal.com is the place where you can get the tickets you know not, not only can you find the you know all the events there along with tickets you know and all of that stuff all those links are there on the twistedparanormal.com website but it's also got a wealth of information you know uh, other haunt locations if you're looking for that you okay. know um along with um a link to soulreaperparanormal.com uh, which is an authorized reseller of the Dee's Ghost paranormal equipment. So, you know, so we, you know, so we do sell, you know, you know, their equipment, you know, through the Twisted Paranormal brand. Big important question, guys. When does the documentary come out? I would say it probably in the next three to four months is when it'll be out. Awesome. Cause- it's going to be on Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon Prime starting, and it's also going to be on the brand new Revenant TV. Uh, channel as well. Revenant TV um, is a paranormal channel that we started. Um, it's on Roku. Uh, for those that have Roku, they can search for Revenant TV and add it, you know, to their to their uh, Roku app. Uh, we also have. Uh, they can also find it in Google Play. Um, for those that are on Apple devices, uh, we do not have the iOS app just yet, but they can go to the website and view the films, you know, through there as well too. Hey, I'm not feeling the Apple love here. I just bought a Roku TV, so <laughs> not because it was a Roku TV, just because I needed it for a monitor for my computer. So now I have a good reason to... Now you got something to watch on it. To Roku, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I had a question for both of you, or Lindia, or Gene, or both. Um, what is the new room in back, outside the, the rear door? Is it Priscilla's room? Priscilla's room. Priscilla's okay. room. Okay. I wanted to ask, yeah. have you had any uh, interactions or activity there? I have. I have. I have. Uh, I was in that room cleaning up, you know, you know, helping Kathy straighten up the house and stuff. And 
what sound like a herd of horses on top of the roof. On top of the roof. Well, wow. you know, well, but, um, you know, most people that hear that, they think, oh, somebody's upstairs running around. Well, there's no upstairs. No, there's that nothing. That area, yeah. it's a flat roof. Yep. <laughs> and no squirrel would make that sound. I mean, literally, it sounded like a bunch of hoofs stomping on top of the roof. Wow. Um, um, that, that area, Priscilla's room, used to be a back patio area. Yes. So that, that's all new right there and for that activity that happened up there. And, you know, people do see, like, shadow figure. The, the shadow man who likes to, res- uh, likes to reside outside likes to torment people who live, who go and sleeps in that room. So was this during daylight hours or, or after sunset? Daylight. Wow. Okay. Broad daylight. <laughs> Very interesting. And this is after we, you know, the, the group has already successfully spent right. the night, and we sent them on the way, and we we're going to flip rooms, you know, for the next group to come in and stuff. And, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's kind of unsettling when you hear something that loud. Yeah. And you think, okay, it's someone upstairs, but then you think back. You think back, and say, right. Right. <laughs> this area doesn't have enough. There is not enough you know? stairs. <laughs> exactly. Upstairs yeah. is, the, is the great blue yonder. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Upstairs is those weird glowing <laughs> right. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been fun. I don't oh, know about you guys. We had a blast. Food. You know, this is kind of yeah. selfish on our part, but because we have a common topic to talk about somewhere we both uh-huh. investigated and visited and stuff like that um it's uh-huh. been great for us but we just <laughs> <laughs> hope any listener that has either visited the haunted hill house and enjoyed it or maybe is thinking about it or is just curious about it will find this enlightening and compelling absolutely and if there's anybody out there who would like to come investigate but does don't feel comfortable going, feel free to reach out to me at any time and I'll, I'll help you through uh, surviving the night at Haunted Hill House. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you guys, when, the, when your documentary comes out and it hits number one across the board and everything, please don't forget us and come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> please don't forget us little people in, in, in the the bleachers come back on and, and we could talk about how successful in the, the nosebleed section. <laughs> we had a great time. We, we really did. And I really appreciate you having us on. We're not looking for success. We're just looking to No, You know what? Us either. Yeah. We're, we're just looking to, you know, give people good information, um, help people understand things more and, you know, just put something new and refreshing out there for a change. That is so enlightening to hear you say that, because that is exactly what we're about. We're we're not trying to become yeah. famous. We don't want to be on TV. We just want to do what you said. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, this no. is this is truly a, a passion for Gene and I. You know, and luckily our energies match so well that you know we work right. phenomenally together. We think the same. You That's know, awesome. we have the same mindset. And, you know, this is something that we're truly passionate about, and we want to see this succeed. We want to see you succeed, too. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Oh, this has been great. This has been great. Yeah, thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you for having us. It's been a blast. And, uh, and definitely have us back on again. 
Yes, please. Oh, we'd love to. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. <laughs>